Hi, welcome to the Expressing Motherhood podcast. My name is Lindsay Cavett. Expressing Motherhood is a live stage show that consists of people sharing their stories about motherhood on stage. The hashtag is Exmo Show. I'm a Los Angeles mother myself to three children, and I started Expressing Motherhood back in 2008, so I'm happy to be celebrating 10 years. You are about to listen to performer Angela Gollin. She was in my December 2017 Silver Lake show, and Angela is an actress, producer, and she recently got her real estate license. Fun little bit of trivia, Angela was actually in Groundhog's Day, 1993. Angela's story is about her going on an interview um, when her maternity leave was about to end and encountering some discrimination. Not some discrimination, but discrimination from the person who would have been in charge of hiring her. I think a lot of us mothers have felt this in some way, shape, or form when we think about returning to the work world after having our children. I know that when I had my first child, I was 29 and I felt incredibly young to be having a child here in Los Angeles. And I was so jealous of my contemporaries who were still in the entertainment industry working their way up the ladder. Most of them men, I have to say, just because I was mostly with men in production. Anyway, enjoy Angela's story. Thanks for joining us. I was feeling pretty good. I'd showered and I'd eaten a solid lunch. I was hydrated. My hair was perfectly curled. My outfit was on point. Rare for me these days. And it felt really good. The receptionist breezed in what breezed in wearing what had to have been four-inch heels. She offered me a bottle of water and called around to a couple people to locate Michael, the executive vice president I'd be meeting with. After a few minutes, a man leaned over the railing of the lofted reception space. Angela, he asked. I am, I replied. Come on up. We shook hands and introduced ourselves again as he held his gaze just a moment too long before breaking left and ushering me into his corner office. I instantly felt a slight disturbance in the force, but I brushed it off and refocused on my talking points. I had prepped at length for this interview, and I was going to nail it. Michael introduced me to his little dog, Fritz, and told me to have a seat opposite a wooden coffee table. I asked for a coaster for my water, and he tossed down a ceramic one with a flamingo on it. The flamingo's head was rotated to the right 90 degrees, and for some reason I chose not to straighten it. I guess I didn't want to come off as difficult or something. (laughs) I don't know. Michael said he'd called me in because he liked my resume, and I'd come to him through an excellent recommendation. I asked him about the history of the company and what exactly he was looking for in a post-production supervisor. I listened intently and responded with intelligent, well-thought-out answers. I was acing this shit. (laughs) Michael said he'd started at the company when his daughter was just four years old. She was turning 21 tomorrow, he said, and now he was running the place. He seemed like a solid dude. He mentioned that he was looking for a supervisor who wouldn't mind working the second shift, sometimes as late as 1 or 2 a.m. Now, the swing shift idea wasn't something I'd ever considered, but I tried to wrap my head around the idea. That could work, I thought to myself. And then I made my fatal mistake. That could actually work, I said brightly. I have a young daughter at home, so that might actually work really well. A pause. Michael cocked his head like his little dog and asked me how old my daughter was. 
Seven months, I replied. <laughs> oh, wait, wow. Are you just coming back from a maternity leave situation here, he asked. I am, I said. Wow, okay. <laughs> then, maybe once she starts sleeping through the night, he trailed off, laughing to himself. Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> I cracked a weak smile. She actually sleeps very well, I said definitively. I took a sip of water and set the bottle down on that crooked-ass flamingo. <laughs> its stupid, crooked face was really bugging me now. <laughs> Fishing, Michael asked if my husband worked from home. I responded that no, he didn't, and quickly added, we have childcare, though? It's not an issue. I was lying. <laughs> I'm excited to get back to work. Another pause. He looked down at his phone. I could uh, offer you a lesser role initially, he said. More of a coordinator role. Wait, what? <laughs> I was confused. But I could see what was happening. I clenched my jaw and kept smiling. I felt my lip quiver. My left eye twitched. I hoped he couldn't see the silent rage brewing inside me. My heart was in my stomach now, but goddammit, I wasn't going to let him see my disappointment. This job was supposed to be mine. <laughs> Was this seriously because I had a kid? He looked up from his phone, shifted in his seat, and asked me how comfortable I was dealing with different file types. Sometimes the files we use have to be transcoded, he mansplained. Do you know what that means? He spoke slowly now, as if he was addressing a foreign exchange student. Uh, yes, I replied. Anyone who works in post-production knows that dude. I didn't actually say that. <laughs> Grasping, I redirected, attempting to steer the ship back on course. I explained my strengths. Another pause. I might be able to pair you with a more experienced supervisor, he said. We'll definitely keep you in mind for one of the more junior, coordinator-type roles. It was only then that the full picture dawned on me. This wasn't about my experience or my management skills or my technical prowess at all. This was about me being a sweet, petite, blonde woman, and mother. All at once, a shitstorm of emotions flooded in. I hated him. Hated myself. Hated that I'd taken so much time to prep my answers and perfect my documents to show how capable and organized I am. Hated that I'd gotten all polished up and driven all the way over here. For what? <laughs> I condemned myself for admitting that I was a mom. Like it should have to be some dirty little secret. I hated that I decided to go for the blonde, blonde highlights in my stupid hair. Hated myself for being a nice, likable, put-together woman instead of a sloppy, loud-mouthed dude with a superiority complex like that dickhead we'd interviewed who my last boss was so impressed with. And I hated myself for rolling over and accepting this kind of treatment. I felt so small. He looked down at his phone again. Well, uh, I have to move on to some other things, he said. And then, you seem like a smart cookie, as he stood to walk me out. Yeah, I said. I pick up on things pretty quickly. I'm going to be meeting with lots of other candidates, he said, some with many more, exper many more years of experience than you. Of course, I said softly. And then I thanked him for his time.
We shook hands, and he watched me walk away and disappear down the spiral staircase. Be well, he called out for the receptionist to hear. With a clenched jaw, lump in my throat, heart in my sensible heels. But goddammit, still smiling. <laughs> I floated to my car and fought back tears as I drove home to my baby. She was in the garden with her dad when I got home, bouncing up and down, beaming at me with pure love, two tiny teeth sticking out like little white pearls. <laughs> I took her in my arms and whispered to her that I hoped she'd have an easier go of things when it was time for her to start working, and that I was going to do everything in my power to make things better for her. And then I went inside, poured myself a glass of pink wine, set it down on a perfectly straightened coaster with no stupid flamingo on it, and started making plans to start my own fucking company. <laughs> Big mistake, Michael. Huge. <laughs>